All right, we are dealing still with the Shohei Otani repercussions. We're going to talk all about what Otani could be doing with the Dodgers, his legacy. Will anyone even actually remember that he was a member of the Los Angeles Angels in a decade? So let's get into this. So 24 hours ago, Nico and I recorded an episode talking all about Shohei Otani, energetic as ever. And 24 hours later, my voice is just gone. Like, I don't know what's happening. I I don't know. So we have Nico and we have Henry on the show today. And Yo. I'm basically going to say some things and they're going to debate them. And I'm going to speak as little as possible. So Shut well, up. I, if you want me to, I could just ramble Shut for 25 up. minutes and that's the episode. And you guys, I'd, I'd, pay, I'd pay to see that. <laughs> um, but so the first thing that we're going to get into is though, Henry, you weren't on the initial Otani instant no. reaction. So I was working. I was watching Bates men's basketball with a big comeback against Colby. Great day to be a that. Bobcat. <laughs> well, you want to give your sort of the floor is yours to talk a little bit about Shohei Otani and allow me to shut up. Yeah, I mean, that would. I was honestly kind of disappointed that he ended up going to the Dodgers. Everybody was everybody was criticizing the way he announced it. I loved it. I thought that was the funniest way anybody's ever announced their free agent signing, especially considering it was the biggest signing in North American sports history. Um, I love the way he announced it. I just I don't like the Dodgers. You know, like it's not even like there's like a rivalry there, unless you're like unless we're ring counting the Yankees rings and we have to go back to pre Vietnam in which they only beat the Dodgers, but I don't know. I don't really like the Dodgers. Um, it felt like the only move. I honestly would have rather he had gone to the Jays just because, like, it's a shakeup. Like, it wasn't what people were expecting. But that's an obscene amount of money. I think he totally deserves it, right? Like, sure, it was. It, you could classify it as an overpay, but he's the greatest player that we've ever laid eyes on, so... At some point, you you gotta overpay for that. It's the same way that the Yankees overpaid for Judge, right? Like, is is thirty one year old Aaron Judge worth nine years, three hundred sixty million dollars? Maybe not, but you go and get your guy, and that's what the Dodgers did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything you said, I agree with. Um, I thought actually the way that he did it was perfect. Like I was talking about this on the instant reaction. It's like the most Otani way to do it. Like he first apologizes for it taking so long, even though he was like the first guy to sign. Like no, no one really has signed before him. It took a month. Like this is in January. Like winter meetings just ended. He's like, my bad guys. Sorry. It didn't take a week <laughs> to sign with a team. But I mean, yeah, this guy's like the eighth wonder of the world. I mean, he's a guy that we'll never see again. I think people are thinking that because Otani exists that like more people are going to start doing this. Probably not. Like maybe we get a couple more people who can do this, but I don't think that's going to be the normal. Like, I think that he's worth every penny from the simple thing of that guy is just, he's a unicorn. He's nothing that we've ever seen before. And that guy just draws money. I mean, with him, him being on a good team, the Dodgers are going to be able to just print money with having Otani. I mean, even the Angels, people would go to Angels games just because of Otani. And now people are going to be able to go to Dodger games just because of Otani and because they're the Dodgers. So I think that... I think Skip Bayless made me laugh when he's like, LeBron, move over. You're not the biggest star in Hollywood anymore. And I, I think that 
the interesting thing though about it is not only did he announce it himself because we've seen people do that before a la trevor bauer a couple years ago it it almost looks like he was committing to a random d3 school no that, like, that's what like that's what my friends were saying dodgers image <laughs> not even that's a what... hype video and yeah the thing is he if he really wanted to that's why I think it's so Otani because I think if he really wanted to, that guy could have had the whole spectacle. He could have went and done a LeBron decision to like the tenth power. That thing would have been aired on every single freaking TV station, just seeing where this guy was going to sign. But he didn't. He's like, I'm going to post a picture of the Dodgers, like I'm doing a commitment. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, Shohei, like Shohei committed to Mississippi Valley Tech. Like he got, yeah. he's proud to get his first uh, football offer as a left tackle to Mississippi Valley Tech. Yeah, like it's just exactly because the guy doesn't like. This is what we we're saying on Friday. At the end of the day, this all doesn't matter to him. All he cares about is playing is playing baseball. If it's with the Dodgers, if it's with the Angels, if it's with the Blue Jays, it could be with the A's for all he cares. As long as the guy is in a uniform, he's happy because that that's the one thing he excels at. That guy's just gonna be an elite baseball player and he just, that's all he wants to do. That's why he's so good. That's why he's able to do both things. Cause, and I think we saw it, like I was saying in the WBC, he's just an elite competitor and an elite baseball player. And that's really all he cares about. And you notice because that's all he cares about. That's why he's able to do what he does. 10 years from now, will people still remember that he was a member of the Los Angeles angels franchise? I can, I can start with this. Um, anyway, Henry. I mean, I like at first my instinct was no, simply because um simply because like when I think of Miguel Cabrera, right, he started on the Marlins, but people obviously think of it like they think of him as Detroit Tiger Miguel Cabrera. But then I started thinking about Barry Bonds. Obviously, I'm not saying that Shoyo is Barry Bonds. I think people remember that Barry Bonds was on the Pirates. It's just not what they think about when you say Barry Bonds. I think that's sort of how it's gonna end up. Um, if Shohei continues on this trajectory, which I expect he will, because he's just like he's that guy, um, I think people will when you say Shohei Otani, they'll think, oh yeah, Los Angeles Dodgers Shohei Otani, the same way that they think San Francisco Giant Barry Bonds. But then I think people will also know that yeah, he started his career on the Angels, won two MVPs, and then made the jump to where he spent the rest of his career. Um, I'll push back a little bit because I think that. He could easily still be remembered as an angel and only remembered as an angel. I think that we're assuming that he's going to come back from everything and just be the same Otani, which I honestly believe. But if he goes, just let's just say hypothetically, maybe doesn't pitch anymore and he ends up only hitting and he doesn't really maybe wins one more MVP and the Dodgers still disappoint. I'm personally remembering him as an angel. Yeah. Because that's where he won his two MVPs, and that's where he was dominant on both sides of the ball. I think that there's a lot of different ways, especially because we kind of assume he's going to be fine, and so do I. But he's still coming back from another elbow surgery, another arm surgery. So this assumption that he's just going to be fine and just be 100%. He could be. He could very well be, and this could all be a moot point. And he goes and he wins three more MVPs with the Dodgers, and we remember him as a Dodger. But I think just the jump on the thing of he's easily going to just get forgotten as an angel or, oh, people are just going to remember as Dodger and then he just started as an angel, I think is a little bit putting like the horse, the carriage before the horse, horse before mm-hmm. the carriage. Yep. Yeah, carriage before the Something horse. Like Something like that. Yeah. Sounds good. But um, like, I think just assuming that 
everything's going to go fine and dandy over these 10 years and that the Angels are going to get forgotten slash put to the wayside, kind of like Barry Bonds with the Pirates. Because, yeah, some people remember Barry Bonds, but you think Barry Bonds, you think giant. Yeah. I think just assuming that that's going to happen, I think is a little bit getting ahead of ourselves. I mean, Nico did bring up a good point when we were talking before before the episode that like these past six years have been the Shohei Otani era of baseball, right? Like that's like baseball doesn't get as much mainstream media coverage as I know that we would like. Right. But when, when baseball got covered, it was because of one guy and that guy was Shohei Otani. So I think that the impact that his tenure with the angels had for baseball, like can't be understated. So, and it's an interesting debate. Will Shohei's yeah. oh go ahead, Nico. No, because no, I also think that I think it also means cares about the time period. Because I think that depending when people are gonna see Otani, especially if the Dodgers continue to grow because of Otani and he being in a premium destination team grows the sport, I think that we could still see him as a Dodger. But like I think, for example, A Rod. Yeah. A lot of people see A Rod. I think there's an equal amount of people that see A Rod in, in all three teams i think people see him with the rangers when he won his mvps as a young guy with the mariners and i think again us who are more recent we only kind of know we've heard the stories of a rod but we really know him as a third baseman for the yankees so i think that also is a good possibility where he goes he succeeds on the dodgers succeeds succeeded on the angels and it's just kind of like when you caught him i think people who kind of get into the sport because of when he was on the dodgers will see him as a dodger but i personally think that again at the end of the day i'm going to remember these past six years as one of the most dominant stretches of like a baseball player we've ever seen. Did the Angels retire his number? Yes. He played six That's... years there. Okay, okay. How many MVPs is Mike Trout won? A lot. Three. Three? Okay. No, he's four. I think he's won four. two. Four, four. He's either three or four. We'll, we'll check this number. He's at but, um, three. Okay. I, I genuinely... I genuinely don't see how you can't. I understand. Honestly, if it was if it was another team and it wasn't the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, I think maybe not. But when you're a team that has gone through so many horrible seasons of baseball, like he he made he like he he made sure people tuned into that team, right? Like he was Shohei Otani, Los Angeles Angel, right? So I think I think because of the impact he had on that team, I think that he will. Yeah, and call this maybe recency, call this maybe like recency bias, but obviously Trout's the number one, greatest angel of all time. With a team with a franchise like this, he's kind of number two. Like, and it's, this isn't a knock on like again Vladdy, but again Vladdy played on a lot of teams. Nolan again, Ryan, Nolan Ryan, same thing. Played for a lot of teams. Uh, same thing with A Rod. A lot of people know him on the, the there's the Angels, there's the Astros. There's the Rangers. Like, there's a lot of teams that he played for. The one thing is the guy, I think Otani's clearly the second best angel of all time. I yeah. think leaving cemented himself that he will always be number two. Like, Tim Salmon, Tory, uh, Tory Hunter, I guess would be the. <laughs> me personally, I think Shohei Otani is slightly better than Tory Hunter. That's just me, though. Oh, hot take. <laughs> Although Tory Hunter did shout out David on his birthday. So, that's, that's not true. for nothing. Yeah. But, like, again, like, He's the second greatest angel of all time when you really start to think about it. And I think that's only going to grow, especially 
if the tenure with the Dodgers. I think the only way that he doesn't get his number retired is out of spite. Is if they're like, we're not going to retire your number because you went to the Dodgers. And so we're pissed at that. I think that's the only way. But I think, yeah, he's going to go down as the second greatest angel of all time because Trout's still there. Trout's going to be there until his disappointment of a winning career. Oh, well, that's the next question I, mean, I had for you guys. I mean, is Trout that, that, there? That is... That's vintage Artie Moreno. Just before you start, that like out of <laughs> out of spite, not retiring his number. That is that's the Artie Moreno special. Um, Trout's Trout's gonna die, sink with the ship. I think it's oh, oh Jesus Christ! I thought that was a David prediction right there. No, he's <laughs> Trout's oh, gonna die. No, Trout's gonna sink with the ship. I think that I think there was a lot of talk, and I honestly I wanted to believe the talk, but I think. Trout only gets traded if Trout wants to get traded. And I honestly don't think Trout wants to get traded. I don't think Trout... I think Trout loves the Angels organization. I think he obviously wishes that they could have done more. And I think they've tried. Uh, one thing that I can say about the Angels, they ha- they've tried at least. They failed miserably. <laughs> but at least they've tried. So I think that... like true statement. Huh? It's a true statement. It is. I mean, think about it. I mean, who they've just been able to just have failed signing after failed signing, but at least they're making the signings. Rendell, like, Kuhls, Josh Hamilton, exactly. like Rendon, like everyone. It's it's not like Trout's sitting there. It's like I'm sitting here and the only person you've tried to sign is me. They've tried to sign people. So I think that the fact that he likes the Angels, I think he's going to sink with the ship. I think he's going to be an angel for life. And it's going to be kind of like Ken Griffey, like, damn, what could have been? How, how <laughs> nice. We're, we're getting pretty morbid. Let's do something positive, And that is Otani got 700 million. No one else is going to come close to that number for a long, long time. So let's go. The next person to get 400 is easily Soto. Soto. Yeah. Right, can, I, can I, can I issue a counter? I, yeah. I do believe Juan Soto gets $400 million. You think somebody gets a suitor, though? I think Bryce Harper does. Well, wait. There, there's this weird rumor. You mean the around. extension? I don't get it. He'll be 39. I think there's going to be a weird deal with Bryce that involves him getting an ownership stake. And oh. that's where we'll, we'll get creative. That does not count. No, I think he signs a 10-year 400 with a 2% ownership. Like... Right was, wait, what do you mean a, t- a 10-year 400? 10-year $400 million contract that starts right now. Cancel that what he has still going and gets a 2% ownership stake. Because when, when did he sign it? He's like five years into his contract? Around that, yeah. 2018, yeah, I, I think I think he's going into his fifth season. So he's at I'm four trying years to think of that. guys that can get like... That's, a, that, that's literally a one-year extension and just restructuring the value. But I also think they want to make sure he's a Philly for life. Oh, I, I agree. But I mean... And I, like, I think he it's will. It's so weird. Maybe it's a twelve-year, four hundred. That we go three extra years. Now that there's a Could full-time be. DH, so like and I think yeah. the ownership thing is also interesting in that. Apparently, that opened, were, it opens there, a door. There were rumors that teams were debating doing that with Otani, but Otani, as we know, based on the financials, did not care about money. Instead, he'll be paid through twenty eighty-seven on the steal. It seems like with deferrals, but I think Bryce and the Phillies make a lot of sense. The owner loves him. What better way than to make him part of the ownership crew? So, I mean, the question there is, right, like, it opens the door to a lot of, like, to, like, 
once you start negotiating with ownership contract, how does that work if you get traded? How does that work if you leave? Well, he wouldn't right? be like, able to. Well, so it would be I, an unprecedented deal that would have to get approval from the other 29 owners in Major League Baseball. The yeah. only other instance this happened was when Alex Rodriguez was traded to the Boston Red Sox. It needed approval from all the owners and from the Players Association. It actually got approval from all the other owners. The Players Union did not agree to it because A-Rod was going to reduce his salary by a significant amount in order to fit the Red Sox financials. So similar thing would have had to occur with Bryce Harper and that everyone else would have to approve. Just like right now, and I know we're a baseball podcast, but the NFL had a similar thing with Tom Brady in that he had to get approved by the owners. He's now part-time owner in the Raiders. And in theory, if he wanted to come back and quarterback, whether it was the 49ers or the Dolphins or someone like that, all the owners have to approve of it. So somewhat different, but not unprecedented. No. I'm trying to think if anyone could get is in like the ballpark for an extension. The Braves blew up Acuna. That could be. I don't think they blew up Acuna. Pete's not getting 400. No. Like, like I might cry if Steve paid Yamamoto for hundred. Why? Why are you? Cr- it's not your money, bro. Could Roki get there next year? The only possibility Possible. that comes to my mind, like of it not being Soto, and the Harper one's interesting, and I don't even think it would happen. Would maybe Adley? Four hundred's a lot for a catcher. No, yeah. like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's just clearly Soto or if they rework Harper's deal. I really don't think there's a lot of guys right now that are. Can, can we go the Correa route and say that it's Otani yeah. with the Blue Jays? It's <laughs> 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 a cop out of an answer. I mean, it's. There's no one really else that it could be. No. And I don't think Roki Sasaki is like that much better than Yoshinobu Yamamoto to deserve a hundred million more dollars right because it's seeming like it's seeming like yamamoto is gonna end up anywhere from like 300 to 350 my bet is is eight i think eight for 300 it's a lot of money i i think i think it's gonna be eight for 300 that's just like personally what i think i find this we have we have all three of the suitor teams on yeah yamamoto on what do you think of yamamoto henry and he he's really good, right? Like that's how I spend my history <laughs> classes now. I watch Yoshinobu Yamamoto and Juan Soto highlights. Um, Yamasoto. I mean, I bet I I literally I can't get invested in it. Like he's so good, right? But like, I don't know. Maybe it's the Otani secrecy that's gotten to my head, but just like the lack of knowledge that we have about like about what's going down. I th- I I forget if that's how it was for. For like Otani's first deal, I know that he had named like a list of teams, but besides that, no. We got really... the seven with Otani. Yeah. We knew the seven teams he was meeting with, and then it just dropped these names. But that's off. but that's that's sort of how it's been with Yamamoto too. So like, and I'm trying to think back to like Tanaka, right? Like I was only in like I was, it was like, <laughs> ten years like, ago. Was like ten years ago. Grade. Yeah, I was in third grade. Um, but, but. I, I remember he was considering like four or five other teams and decided to go with the Yankees. So that's just sort of how it goes. But he's he's incredibly talented. But man, three hundred million dollars for a pitcher who has never exactly. played in the MLB. It's... That is a lot of money. And again, it's not my money. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't care how much you spend. You are a billionaire. Like what what else are you spending it on? You can still leave plenty for your children. But at the same time, at least with the Yankees. 
my concern is that is that having so much money tied up in him, if it goes wrong, they won't spend it on anyone else. My and whole thing with Jan Mullerman, I don't understand why this hasn't detra- excuse me, detracted from his value. He's not the only guy on the market from in terms of you guys are able to trade. Like my whole thing is why isn't especially as like the rumors are co- circling that Yamamoto is going to eclipse like an ungodly number. Like he may even pat become like the highest paid pitcher of all time for, and he hasn't even pitched a game in the MLB. Like why aren't people getting more love in the trade? I, I think it's the teams would rather, because the only teams that are really in a Red Sox, Mets, Dodgers, Yankees, Giants, who are some of the richest owners in the sport. They'd rather give up the money than have to give up other tangible player assets. But why? Right? Why would you? Because why, money's just an object you, versus you're making your team, in theory, a little bit worse. Not necessarily. So a team like the Yankees, I mean, okay. Everson Pereira. Everson um, Pereira. Um, Oswald Peraza. Like, at the end of the day, like, yes, you're technically losing those guys. But the, the net positive that you're getting... The thought process is also that Yamamoto's better. That's Which, a wild bet. I, I think that we'll see it later in the offseason. I think people are saying Yamamoto right here and right now is a top 10 pitcher in baseball. What Which worries me crazy. The only, it's the more I've thought... Is it, cra- like, I mean, is it crazy? Is it crazy? Oh, well, as, let's see if it's crazy in a couple months when you are top 10 starting pitchers. As I started looking at like as he was starting to get more up, I, I started to look at like what people were saying. And like the one thing that came that I read, I read it in multiple articles that came to my mind that worries me because I was in it, Uh-oh. is that he's the most high pitching prospect since Dice came out to soccer. Uh and, Steven Strasberg. <laughs> oh guy, freaking really Steven Strasberg's Japanese from? You didn't say Japanese, you said most high pitching prospect. My bad. Yeah, I but it was clear. It was clear. Henry got it, but that's what because schemes, other than his first two years, the like <clears throat> it was expected that he was going to be a number one, and really besides the his second year in the leagues, he was more like a number three, number four, and again especially since he's going to an ungodly number, and that's the name that's getting thrown around as a Red Sox fan, it scares me, especially because like again he. He's great in the MPB. Yes. But the transition's always scary for me because, like, he doesn't, unless his yeah. curve is as good as, like, the Senga's Ghost Fork, which, again, go, that Ghost Fork is believable pitch. Senga. Like, he's not anything crazy. Like, the thing is, he's not anything we haven't seen before. I mean, he's so great, thing- but he's not, like, atypical. I think I think the real thing is though, like when you look at Japanese pitchers, and I I I wouldn't be shocked if we saw this with Senga, right? Like that first year that a Japanese pitcher, especially these like high talent, like widely sought after, um, like Japanese free agents when they come over, right? They get they get the buzz and they have a great first year, right? A great first year. And we saw it with Senga. You saw it with Otani. You saw it with Tanaka. I'm really like I'm really thinking back to my Tanaka experiences. Just thinking about <laughs> Yankee, Yankee Japanese righties. Um, but then Tanaka struggled. Right, his 
his second year. We still have obviously have yet to see it with um with uh, whether Senga. it'll happen with Senga. And then oh, did Otani get Tommy John? His yep. second year? Yeah, no surgery. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like and then and then I know Tanaka got surgery, right? So like it like the difference or in Tanaka like, didn't get the surgery. He did the weird like stem cell. But he but he got hurt. Yeah. Um so like the the difference in like in the way like the ball is made does like take a take mm-hmm. an effect on these players' arms. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays out. Cause you're you're right, Nico. Like everything that we've heard stat wise and stuff wise, I feel like we've heard before. But for some reason there's something about him that is just driving. That's my thing. It's up. like what is it? It's what is yeah. it? Like, because and I think that may be something that we don't know until we see it. And I think that this has happened to me like the past couple of days, ever since like it's kind of like really shaped the market where, oh, it's going to be like Red Sox, Mets, Yankees, Dodgers. Multiple people from like different like walks of like baseball that I've talked to are not as high as like the general pop in on Yamamoto. But the, yeah. the only worry about that, though, is you figure the teams as well. No, like we're not going to reveal our sources, obviously. But we've talked we to people in the that. baseball world. And as Nico said, some people are a little curious as to whether Yamamoto's profile does as well in the major leagues as it does in the NPB. Now, we're speaking to well-respected individuals in the baseball world, but you'd think that MLB teams have that same input and insight. Yeah. So why are they still coming to that conclusion that he's worth the $300 million? That's my thing. That's what I want to know. I just don't, like, I think he's good. At the end of the day, stats don't lie. It's, I just don't, and again, this is more like I would like someone to explain it to me, maybe because it's just a thing that I don't understand. Yeah, we're not saying he's not. I'm not saying that he's not. I mean, at the end of the day, I want the Red Sox to sign him, but I just don't, I would just want to know what's so special about him. Because again, at the end of the day, like Otani, yes, he does both, but Otani also is throwing right now, well, was throwing, at 100 mile an hour sink consistently. Mm-hmm. The guy went last year and popped out a 100 mile an hour sinker just like against the Blue Jays randomly. And he's been he was throwing that all of last year. Yeah, like a hundred mile an hour sinker on the starter is something that's abnormal. The slurve, the sweeper that he gets is abnormal. Like Yamamoto isn't very abnormal in that sense, but again, his numbers are abnormal. So it's like, what do they see in those his, numbers and in his stuff that's going to convert? His numbers are actually very similar. And Henry, I don't know if we can pull this up, but. His three years in the NPB, his final three are identical to Masahiro Tanaka's three years. And hold on, I, I'm going to stall a little bit and speak. Though apologies in advance for my screechiness chalkboard voice right now, but his numbers in the NPB, I believe it's if you go like wind and loss, ERA, and innings pitched are identical to what Tanaka did in his. I believe that's 2011 to 2013 in the NPB. If Tanaka first played in 2014 with the Yankees. Uh, hopefully there's a website that has that. I believe Look, ERAs, you know, are, you know. ERAs are below two. Their records are 20 and four. And again, Henry will admit this. In his lifetime, Masahiro Tanaka is in his all-time Yankees rotation easily. Probably his number two yeah, no behind Garrett Cole. If not, maybe his number three behind CC. But debatable. Out of here. But Tanaka is not a $300 million pitcher. We love him to death, and we'd love to have him on the podcast, but he's not worth three hundred million dollars. So, Nico, if you have the side by side of, he went, I don't Tanaka's... have the side by side. I have Tanaka's stats. 
Okay, so Henry, can you find? He got about. He had a I've got. One I've got. Three. I've got Yamamoto's. Okay, right. perfect. So do the third. Do this previous year. Do this last year. Okay. What was his stats last year? Henry, do you uh, know? he had a one-two-one. Okay. Six, 16 and six. Um, a point eight eight four whip. It's close enough. Uh, one and a half walks per night. 24 and 0. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. With a 127. Yep. A 0.9 whip. Yep. With 183 Ks. God, he go was the, such go, a beast. Go, go to the year before that. Let's, let's I'm telling you, the 3 years prior. 22. 18. Uh, okay. 168. <laughs> yeah. And then the year before that, what do you have? Uh 139. 127. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're point one off all three years, and their win losses are very similar in that sixteen to twenty four win range. And if Yoshinobu Yamamoto is Masahiro Tanaka, right? And I think you also have to account for market inflation, right? Tanaka like, got like, what one thirty? I'll look it up. Uh, no work. Thing is like before, if he's Tanaka on a typical Japanese coming Japanese player coming to one, the he US, got one fifty five seven years. I'm sorry. I'm taking Masahiro Tanaka that seven year stint over Aaron Nola. Yeah. Like, like, like it Again, just sort of goes to show how the market is. Are you taking that 300 million for 300 million? No, because no. I'd say if that Masahiro that Tanaka years, was very similar to Kodai Senga, and Senga just got yeah. five years, what, 100? Five years, 75. My God. My Wait, God, Steve Cohen. Like, I, Steve there's Cohen a real chance that Yamamoto's, and I'm not saying this is not a bad thing. There's a real chance that Yamamoto gets to the league and he has a very similar career to Masahiro Tanaka, which that, is that's, fine. That, that's a great career. For yeah. every typical signing, that's fine. But we're it's talking about the guy who may break the record for the largest pitching contract ever. I think he does, by the way. That Garrett Cole 324 yeah. is very attainable. Like, oh, yeah. Exactly. Especially, especially, especially for AAV. And like, especially like how desperate the Mets and the Red Sox get, because I think the Yankees exactly like if the Reds if the Red Sox and the Mets get desperate and they want to sign this guy, that number can eclipse that extremely easily. And the Yankees could honestly go if they really wanted to and just be like, let's see how high this bidding war gets. So what I've been told and I've learned is agent an award. What I've learned in this episode is that Kodai Sengu is likely going to tear his elbow in year two coming over. Most from Japan. most likely. And that, and that Yoshinobu Yamamoto is going to be the highest paid pitcher in baseball to be Masahiro Tanaka. We're not saying that. All I'm saying is that it's and a risk. Welcome to the 2024 <laughs> season of Mets baseball. I think people are just assuming that because he's going to get paid this much, that it's just a sure thing. And I think no, nothing's a sure thing. Not, the 2023 Yankees sure were supposed thing, to contest. Especially when we're talking about a guy who, again, he will be a rookie. When he first gets on the mound. Exactly. Like this isn't again, yes, nothing's for certain, but even less when it's a guy that we're talking about has never stepped foot on an American MLB. Well, no, he technically has because of the WBC, but he nice. has never stepped foot in an MLB game. Like yep. this is Corbin Burns we're talking about. Like Cor- again, if we're talking about Corbin Burns getting the Garrett Cole contract, we're talking I don't think he will. Just exactly. no, I don't think he will. But we're either. talking about a guy who won the Cy Young. We're talking about a guy that I know that his peak is a Cy Young level pitcher. And now, and then a guy that, again, there's a chance where he's kind of like Otani, where he's just absolutely disgusting, and where this whole conversation doesn't matter, and we look like idiots. But I think everyone is kind of assuming that, especially because he's going to go to one of the a very big team, 
that he's just going to automatically be a stud because of the contract he's given when that's not certain at all. I mean, yeah. I also think that if any of us had any faith that he was going to our team, we'd also be a lot <laughs> higher on him. Like we would all, we would all be like, Oh, trust if, me. If it was, if there's an episode in a week. That's like Yoshi Yamamoto's a Yankee. I, uh, he's yeah. got, he's got <laughs> stuff oh, for days. He's got a build that just works in the Bronx. I'm calling him the 2024 AL Cy Young. <laughs> now, if he goes to the Yankees, I will be explaining bust. why he is going to be a complete bust. Oh, I love I'm trying that. to drive down the price here. Hopefully, like <laughs> the Yankees and the Mets see this and they're like, we're not going to pay you that much. So the Red Sox could come in and get them at a cheaper price. <laughs> yeah. So technically, since this is our weekend recap here, we will tell you some other storylines that have happened in the baseball world. Um, obviously, we'll skip through them and then we have a fun little announcement at the end of the episode. But other trades and transactions that happened throughout the week. Uh, Henry Juan Soto isn't the biggest signing of the week, but Juan Soto did indeed happen as well this week. Uh, he's a New York Yankee. We also have the Marlins have acquired Christian Bethencourt. The Tigers re-signed Andrew Chapin. Max Stassi was dealt to the Braves. He was then dealt 24 hours later to the Chicago White Sox. Tyler O'Neill was traded to the Boston Red yeah. Sox. Oh boy, the David bet still lives. Craig Kimbrell signed with the Baltimore Orioles to be their new closer with Felix Bautista out for a season. MLB's website has begun to sell Trevor Bauer jerseys for the first time in two years. Stop it. Is- an interesting wrinkle to this and shout out to Robert from Shark Tank who had a great flight from California to Toronto this week as well. So HK HK person of the week goes to all those Blue Jays fans who are tracking a freaking plane for seven hours only to find out that it's a guy from Shark Tank. Find ask like trust your sources before you report. I feel like I feel like we shouldn't have done this two years in a row. Can we say that? John Morosi has still not tweeted anything about Shohei Otani to the Dodgers. He has not I mean, sent anything I, I, like, out. Every everybody makes mistakes, right? I feel like we should have learned from last year. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I will say though, as much as we're criticizing John Morosi, unlike John Heyman's arson judge tweet, the Shohei Otani's in route to Toronto is still up and doing numbers on Twitter right yeah. now. That yeah. is also his most recent. He's tweet. gonna he's gonna so ride John with Morosi, it. If John Morosi is the only writer that you followed, which would be an interesting take. You think he's a blue jay because you still there's, think not, he might there's be not <laughs> there's not a tweet saying showing to the Dodgers, but there is now a Twitter note, uh, which isn't always a fun thing on that tweet that now says this is false, as per John Heyman of the New York Post and Bob Nightingale of USA Today. Shout out Bob, friend of the podcast. But that boy. We have some great interviews coming up this week. Phil Coffin is going to talk about the 1959 Topps baseball series. Literally, he's got an essay on every single player that has played a game in 1959. Incredible journey. We also have Hannah Wing on, who is the Texas Rangers in-game host, tells us all about hosting the Texas Rangers in their World Series championship season. We'll do our top 10 second baseman episode as well. But last week... You haven't checked that interview out yet definitely recommend it it's with the Huge. ceo of dugout mugs chris dennert and i'd love to do an energetic ad read to put my voice cannot get energetic right now so i can ad lib something here henry and nico tell our audience about what transpired last week um before before we before we actually signed with dugout mugs, um, I'm an owner of a dugout mugs, New York Yankees baseball bat shot glass. 
So this is, I'll, you know, I'll post a picture of it to the side retired podcast uh, Instagram to show you guys that I'm not lying. Um, I love dugout mugs. I think they're sick. And when I found out that we got to partner with them, um, code SRP30 at checkout to get 30% off of your order. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. If I, if I, I got mean- that on anything, oh my God. Um, I was ecstatic when I found out. I think this is maybe this is one of the cooler partnerships that we've ever done. Um, they're an awesome company doing awesome things. And if you go check them out, make sure to use their code SRP30 at checkout. Yeah. The one thing, the first thing that came to my mind when I saw this and what we're talking about is my Christmas got saved. I mean, every single person that listens to this, you're a baseball fan. You probably have been caught up in this Otani stuff and you're thinking right now, oh crap, I need to get my dad something for Christmas. And like, you're just stressing. You don't have to stress anymore. Go to Dugout Mugs, use our code. You're shopping 30% off. Go and get all your gifts. I'm going to be honest. That's what I'm doing. I haven't had enough time because we're doing this podcast to actually think about what I'm getting my dad. Mm-hmm. I already told him, yo, did you see the sponsorship? He's like, yeah, bro, cool. I go, now you know what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> Everyone's getting a dugout mug that I personally know. Because again, I'm getting 30% off. You're helping the pod. You're helping dugout mugs. Super excited to have him on. Again, save your Christmas. Help us out. SRP 30. Gotta be far. I love it. And we will be closing out the year with a couple more great interviews, some top 10 lists, some instant reactions, hopefully. And maybe a couple surprise announcements as well by the end of the year. But we would also like to say the trolls are back at it again in Toronto. There are stalkers that are saying that they have spotted Cody Bellinger and his girlfriend who has indeed. It it wasn't a stalker. She posted it on her story. She posted a photo of her in Toronto right now. So belly to the Jays could be happening. That's a good good pickup. Stove's hot. Stove's hot. His girlfriend's posting stove's hot. All right, I think on that note, if anyone else has anything else to throw in. Huh. SRP30, well, 30, Or SeatGeek is still alive, too. If you, want, if you want to go to SeatGeek and say... Code well, Side Retired Pod at checkout. get a mug, and then as your Christmas gift, you put in the mug opening tickets. day tickets, tickets. with using Side, tickets. Side Retired Pod. SeatGeek. It's perfect. And then you also stuff in some Big League Chew. No, oh I mean, my god. Now now we're now we're now we're rocking with the ultimate baseball gift. Christmas gift. This is the ultimate side retired Christmas gift. So that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna be like, you're gonna smile into a fake camera like you're breaking the fourth wall, like mm-hmm. Deadpool, and be like, thanks, I retired. Your mom's gonna be like, Who the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> hey, one. <laughs> hey, that's one, that's our one, that's our one, that's our one. And of course, without the Christmas music on in the background, you have us maybe doing a Christmas album too. Who knows what happens there? Ooh. Oh, I'd I'd pay a lot of money to see James Towson hop in the booth. Oh yeah, uh, James James, James and David going, baby, it's cold Silent outside. Night. <laughs> <laughs> baby, it's cold outside would be electric. On that note, again, we have twenty days until the end of the month, so who knows what happens on that front? But for Dylan, Nico, and Henry, until the next time, the side is retired.